0: Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Donald Mazzella, and I am Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each hour here at Small Business Radio, we hope to bring you information, strategies, and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. You know, we have a really exciting program uh, this week, and um, I'd like to move on to it without further ado. Our first guests are Dr. Karen and Gregory Francois, President and CEO of Armateria. And they have founded a company based on fulfilling a desire to protect children and adults against illness. They'll tell you how they identified the need and created a successful product. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you.
0: Well, uh, no, thank you for joining us uh, today. uh, I always like to start off by asking a little bit about your backgrounds.
1: Oh, okay. Um, hi, I'm Gregory Francois, and I'm a New York City high school teacher who's been teaching math, art, and design courses for the past nine years. I've I've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. Uh, yes, I was that kid on the block that had lemonade sand. and I was the kid that had um, paper route by age 11. <laughs> I was a, I'm a graduate of City College in New York with a uh, computer engineering degree and a minor in English writing. I met my lovely wife through one of my business stints that won us the 2002 um, Brook College Entrepreneurship Competition. Uh, she was competing; uh, she was on a competing team. But I guess when she saw me, I, you know, she, she knew uh, what a real winner looked like because we actually did win a competition. Um, she shared the same passion that I had for business, and also a passion that I care deeply for um, public service. And um, I'm going to introduce you to my wife. I'm going to introduce my wife, too, Karen. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm
2: Karen Francois, and um, I'm a resident physician at New York Presbyterian Wild Cornell. Um, and I'm also a former New York City high school teacher, taught biology for three years in Queens. Um, we have two beautiful young girls. Our oldest is three years old, and our youngest is one. Um, wow. Yeah. Thanks for having us.
0: Well, thank you. But that's interesting. You taught and then went back and got your uh, degree. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh. yes, it was it was a a bit of an interim type of uh job that I was doing in the schools and I really enjoyed it. Um but then decided to go to medical school afterwards.
0: Well, deciding to go to medical school and being able to do it are two, are, uh, two different things, and we're glad to have you on the program tonight. For, uh, first, now, tell us about Armateria. Uh,
1: well, um, Armateria is a company that we formed, um, myself, my wife, and actually two other friends, actually three other friends. Um, it Basically, we, we produce consumer products that, that are actually um designed to help and protect young children. Um, The slash product that we have out there right now is called the Halo Santa which is basically um, a a wristband that can store and dispense uh, measured amounts of hand sanitizer, any type of hand sanitizer. Uh, You know, right now uh, we are currently developing our own type of hand sanitizer that's not alcoholic and is also also scented. I'll tell you more about it later. Well, tell us about it now. Hmm? No, oh, they the I, I personally just want to discuss the um the product itself and exactly how we came up came up with it. Um, well, um, it may t- is is that okay? Um, it, it may sound a little bit corny, but in addition to the primary passion of myself, my wife of uh, entrepreneurship and business, um, what my wife and I have always had a desire to do good for you know community through public pu- public service deeds. Obviously, obviously, for both my wife, a former New York City um, teacher and, and now a physician, and myself also a, a teacher, that was obviously a driving force behind the professions that we did choose. But so we wanted to find a way to bridge the gap between, you know, service demand, of course, and making money for ourselves because, let's be honest, um, aside from the pa- aside from the passion of the product or service, business is driven by the dreams to make it big and hopefully, you know, make millions. I mean, it's it's, it's, honestly speaking.
2: uh, Yeah, and and (laughs) and Halo, basically came about through our personal experiences and everyday life. So being a teacher, parents, and then also myself being a doctor, just seeing a, a lot of diseases being spread through just common everyday activity and people not really being able to prevent the disease by washing their hands, which is something that is easily done, but sometimes it's very inconvenient. So we just put all those thoughts together and said a a product that would make it more convenient for kids to be able to clean their hands um, would be an awesome addition and it would be something to help prevent the spread of, you know, the common cold and flu, which is pretty debilitating. Well, what's the
0: What's different about your product?
1: Uh, our product can actually hold and dispense hand sanitizer. So it's not like there's, there's never been a dispenser like this. And uh, Usually when, when you think about um, hand sanitizer and how to dispense, you think about those machines that were right by the door when you enter a bank or when you enter Home Depot and you squeeze it and, and the hand sanitizer comes out. But that's not very, you know, practical. And even when you think about it uh, in terms of, like, a parent having hand sanitizer for the child, they usually carry the little bottle, and they, they usually squeeze it for the child. Mm-hmm. And it, it's usually not advised to, to let the child um have the bottle by himself. Or at least the, the children that we're targeting, they, they let them have the bottle by themselves. So um, the parent wouldn't send a child off to school with, the, you know, even a small bottle of hand sanitizer. Um, because, you know, basically, you know how you know how kids get, you know, by the end of the day, you know, the bottle will be through and, and, and they'll still get sick. So what we wanted to do was basically, you know, bridge that gap. So the wrist bands, we initially thought of around the same time as, you know, the whole type silly bands craze. And so we thought that, we oh, saw, like me personally, seeing firsthand how kids would trade back and forth to bands and stuff like that. We thought that maybe they could be a useful purpose of the band. So those bands are basically going to have a much useful purpose so we decided to think that, oh, maybe maybe we could. Because we, we ourselves, are, are, I don't know if we mentioned this before, we're big German folks. So this has always been a priority. I know for most people it's not. But maybe the main reason why we're big German folks is because of our professions You know, we see a lot of this stuff every day and we see the, the consequences of that. Well, let,
0: me, let, me, let me interrupt you because our audience knows nothing about it. But is your product a wristband sanitizer?
1: right,
2: yes, it's a it's a no, wristband I'm... that actually has the capacity to hold hand sanitizer, so mm-hmm. if you think of um uh, if you could imagine just those typical silicon wristbands that have different sayings on them or maybe have different colors and can be used to represent different um different endeavors people might be going to or things like that, think about that with Good the. Thing like a strong band. Think about that with a little pouch that can actually hold hand sanitizer. And whenever you need it, you can squeeze that pouch, and it has different little ports that can dispense the hand sanitizer in a measured amount that's just enough for you to clean your hands. So we targeted to children with different colors and cartoon characters on them, um, and they are very, very cute. I would say my kids love them. Cause they're very popular. People are really attracted to them. Whenever we show them and wear them.
1: Yeah, we we did an experiment where we <laughs> let some children actually wear a couple samples to school, and a kid the teacher had to take it away from the from from the child. Although <laughs> the child, I must say, the child did, was able to clean their hands the entire day, and, and he rest sure they were not sick. They not get sick.
0: Well, uh, l- let me interrupt you here. The reason I invited you on the program is uh, when your representative <laughs> described it, I thought thought your product was one of the coolest I had heard about in a long time. But uh, but it's taken us seven minutes to establish what it was, and I uh, I, I strongly urge you to to think about the next time, and in, in your elevator pitch should tell, tell what the product is first. Okay, Okay. especially for our audience, Um, uh, because you had me totally confused for a a few minutes because I thought I had misread. But you have, uh, in my estimation, one of the the nicest products I've heard about. That's why I invited you on the program. Uh, uh, Where can someone get your product?
1: Oh, um, right now um, you can actually purchase it online online. We are actually in the midst of um, running some tests in some stores, so we don't, don't, don't want to reveal um, which um, stores it's actually located in it yet, because actually we don't know because the tests are actually blind tests. So once the testing phase is over, then we, we hopefully we should be able to get um, distribution in more major um, pharmaceutical stores. Okay, but uh, uh, online, on, on, what, on, what, what, online, online at www.armateria.com, a r m o r, t eria dot com or online again at www dot Cuffs. as H A L O S A N I C U F as in Frank F as in Frank Sam dot com
0: confused the heck out of me but we'll get back to um, it I'll give you another chance to uh, to do this but let me ask you a question uh where how are you manu- uh, how did you get the your your product manufactured
1: okay so there's actually a site that's called alibaba uh, At alibaba we're able to um actually see a lot of manufacturers overseas so it's actually manufactured overseas so um they actually make it facilitated um to make it easier for us to actually make products even in layman can make a make a uh, good product so it's it's made in china and overseas, but through Alibaba, we were able to source the company. Is that Al- Alibaba? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, uh, Al- Alibaba,
1: Alibaba.com.
0: Right. Uh, so you were able to source it. Uh, how long did it take you to develop your product?
1: Oh, We went through a lot of trial and error, and uh, it's, it's taken us probably about, I mean, to get to the point where it is right now, probably about, three years on and off because we were actually going through – I mean, we went through testing from testing to, um, the the glue that holds the band the, – sorry, there's actually a sponge inside the band that holds the sponge in place. We went for testing for actually the safety of the product to make sure that um, there's no um, BPA or any type of uh, poisonous chemicals. Uh, we also went through um, the, the design testing, what looked good, what fit right, you know, we actually experimented with having some of, um, my cho- the children that I teach. You know, wear the, wear the um, band? So that was actually a live test that we had, and um, they would come back and report any hey, problems. Uh, so that's what really took us uh, the, the three years to to make the product.
0: Well, it, uh, it seems that you're t- the uh, typical. Is this your first time at an entrepreneurial product?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first century.
0: Would yes. you do it again?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I myself, like I said, I, I've always had the, the love for entrepreneurship and stuff and business, so I myself would, but it's not for the faint of heart. That's one thing I can advise. It's not it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It, it, it makes you strong at, in, in the end, you know, but um, I, I guess I would because now I've learned a lot of stuff and some of the mistakes that I didn't make initially I probably wouldn't make again. That's probably the only reason why. But um, for the layman, you just have to make sure that you're ready to commit to it and that you have the passion to, um, you know, see the product through.
2: Yes, I I definitely have to second that that notion. It has to be something that you really believe in and you're very passionate about because it is a lot of hard work. And um, once your, your product is coming to the final stages and you see it actually coming to light, it's the most rewarding thing, I have to say. So if you're passionate about it, Go
0: ahead. Pursue it. Well, you, uh, we discuss, discussed earlier, at the same time you were developing the product, you had you had two children. Uh, and you, oh, yes. you. you thought, I'm sorry? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, how did you manage to balance it all?
2: Oh, we have a, a lot of help. We have great family and friends that have been supportive of us through this process. So they've really come into to play to, you know, help us out with the kids from time to time. We wanted to go to trade shows and, you know, just needed help here and there. So that's been a, a, a really great,
1: great benefit.
0: What have you learned from from this experience?
1: Oh, why, what, ha, what haven't we learned? We, we've learned so much. I mean, in, in, from the um, technical sense standpoint, in terms of, like, making a product, or would you say just from, from like, going out on and, and, and making me this adventure this venture in terms of like um while I'm raising a Because um one thing one thing I can, you know, advise is that you have to prioritize as much as possible. Because life, you know, your, both your personal life and your business life you fast. Remember you also work we also do work actually normal normal to ninety five jobs in addition to making this. So you fast, so you prioritize and you basically get everything in order then it goes a lot faster planned it goes a lot better um and always respond to plan. That's, those are those are key, key that I've um that we've learned during this venture.
0: Well let me ask you this. How do you decide who's the CEO and who's the C O O? It has always the woman, always
1: the woman always the woman. woman. I I I can't. I I know if I try to talk back, then I, I, at the end, you know, she'll, she'll always shut me down. So I, you know, I, I know that that's part of the same in,
3: in most families. It's always a, always the woman. Uh, I'll, I'm
1: the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- does it help to be a
0: woman-led uh, company in getting any sort of financing? Some women.
1: Yeah. We haven't really gone out to get financing. A lot of this has been bootstrapped as much as possible because we just don't want to, you know, end up owing. At the end of the day, you'll you'll be straddled with debt, and then the company's profits will obviously wouldn't be your own. So we bootstrapped uh, like about ninety percent of it as much as you know, as much as possible, wherever, any way possible. Um, for the financing that we did get, obviously, yeah, the Small Business Administration does have the programs that that are designed for um. Women entrepreneurs, yes. were small loans.
0: If if you had to say one thing to our audience of um, about your experience, what would it be?
1: Um, persevere. That's what we say. Persevere, because there's going to be so many obstacles, so many obstacles along the way that sometimes you think would be insurmountable, but you can you can overcome them. That's that's, obvious. that's definitely a takeaway. And as long as you persevere and you adjust your planning and you have passion for what you do, then there's nothing on earth that can stop you. I I believe that's that's one thing we we have experienced.
0: Well, it's nice that you're doing it together. It's interesting. I always ask that question of entrepreneurs like you, and perseverance always comes up as number one or two on the, on the, uh, uh, as the response. So, uh, it's interesting. Um, so you have one product and you, and you try to get it into stores. Do you have a follow on product already thought about?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the actual hand sanitizer. Now we're actually developing our own non-alcoholic hand sanitizer. It's called Halo Sanitizer because the brand is actually Halo Fanny. So mm-hmm. the, the first pro- the first product is Halo Sani Cups. Next one is Halo San Tizer. So it's actually a non alcoholic scented hand sanitizer. Again it's geared toward children. Yeah, okay. so it comes in different
2: different scents. There's uh some uh link to the characters that are on the band, so cartoon characters are linked with the scents as well, so they have nice um names for them and the design is pretty pretty nice. It's also all the multicolors colors that we mentioned before, and it's it's a really attractive product. I think kids would love.
0: Uh, are there cartoon characters that you developed or that you license?
1: No, these are all original cartoon characters. Uh, a lot I, of the characters then themselves were actually developed by some of the students that I did work, I do work with, or did work with at the time. Since it's been three years. Graduated. Graduated. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, they're all original characters. Um, the, the characters that we're actually pushing right now are called the Wilderness Kitties, which are basically, there's a whole storyline behind them about how their planet was destroyed by, you know, bacteria and stuff, and the Wilderness Kitties are, are the our are first primary characters, but there's also characters that are geared toward boys. that are called the Space Ninjas, which are, it, which are basically, is basically um, the cousins of the Wilderness Kitties. So, that's how we connect the two stories, so.
2: There's a pretty <laughs> interesting background, and... And uh, but, we're trying to to uh, continue the storyline with the other products, and then also considering um, adding on different things like comics, um, just to actually bring in the storyline and also tie into why we're trying to promote health and and hand sanitizer use,
1: and also make it more the product more collectible because kids will want to trade the different characters hopefully.
0: Okay, give our audience one website that they can go to to either contact – well, first off, a website that they can buy the product. Okay,
1: the main website that they can buy the product is um, com. That's uh, A-R-M-O-R-T-E-R-I-A.com. How, okay, yeah.
0: And if they wanted to contact you?
1: Or, or
0: or the CEO? How do they do that?
1: They can also contact us through that website by just filling out uh, an inquiry. Uh, it, it's contact. There's a contact form on the same website.
0: Okay, repeat the website one more time for our okay.
1: audience. It's uh, dot So that's dot a r m as in Michael O R T. E-R-I-A dot com.
0: Okay. Uh, We want you back in a couple of months because we want to learn more as how you proceed. But thank you very much for joining us tonight.
2: Our pleasure. Thank you so much for for having us. us. Thanks for
1: having
0: us. Our next guest uh, will talk about work-life balance, but first A word from our sponsors.
3: Many small businesses purchase supplies, equipment, other needs through local stores. To save money on many of these purchases, consider Deem.com. This purchasing site offers real bargains and large discounts on many key items needed to run your business. And it's free to join and use. That's Deem.com. Again, d e e m dot com for all your small business needs.
0: The current issue of Smithsonian Magazine is on foods, uh, of foods of all sorts. One very interesting fact was that a study over a number of years surfaced uh, the information that just one in ten products introduced at the fancy food show was successful. By successful, they meant it was still on grocery sh- uh, shelves or shops five years or more. This is a frightening statistic, but it is in line with other studies showing that four out of five new businesses do not last past the, f- the, the fifth year. The small business leaders who start new enterprises jump off a cliff. They hope someone will build a swimming pool before they land. Many new new enterprises start without an exit plan or a dissolution agreement. It is sad to say, but uh, if if you are smart, you should have an exit plan before you start. And if you don't have one right now, you should start one right now. Uh, it's interesting. We've been uh, looking at a number of companies over over the last couple of years, and uh, uh, the biggest single problem was the exit. Uh, I hope uh, Leah is mm-hmm. back with us. Are you there? Leah? Hmm. <laughs> Are you there? The first one worked perfectly.
3: Don, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, oh, now I can hear you loud and clear.
3: Oh, so that's interesting. This is Donna Novitsky, and I'm not Leah, but I'm queued up for the next. Oh, yes.
0: well then, Donna Novitsky, we will go right to you. Um, Super. <laughs> uh, Hi, Don. How you doing? I'm
3: Donna, doing just great. How are you?
0: Uh, better now that I have someone to talk to. Uh, well, if, if... I'm really,
3: I'm, I'm very excited to be here. So thanks for having me
0: well uh donna tell us a little bit about uh about what you do
3: okay i'm happy to so uh my company is called Yippee, y i f t e e which is a mashup of Yippee plus Nifty plus gift and we are all about uh random acts of kindness enabling people to send quick simple gifts. To their friends from their smartphones in just a few minutes, and those gifts are redeemed or picked up at local shops and restaurants. So from the consumers, I'll give you an example. For instance, I'm in California right now. My niece is in Boston. She has a new baby at home, and I read on her Facebook wall that she's up all night with her new baby. That never happens, right? And I want to do something nice for her. So I go on the Yuki app on my iPhone, and I put in her zip code, and up comes a whole bunch of local shops and restaurants, mostly independent places. And I can look at places that are close to her house, and I can say, oh, you know what, I'm going to buy her this ice cream and pay for it, send her a little message that says, hey... Saw you were up all night with the baby. Take him for a walk. Go down the street this afternoon, and this ice cream's on me. And she gets that message via Facebook, email, or a text message, and um, goes down, walks down to the local ice cream shop, and gets her ice cream, free pay. So, from the local merchant standpoint, they just got another customer that they might not otherwise have uh, had that day. And I was able to make that to my needs for happy if to something completely didn't that, And the local the ice cream shops didn't pay anything for that service. There's no technology they had to implement, and there's no commitment at all that they, uh, that they need to make in order to participate. My niece just walks in with her cell phone, and on her cell phone is a virtual credit card, it's a, like a Yifty voucher, uh, powered by MasterCard, who is our partner in this adventure. And the merchant simply keys in the 16-digit code from the MasterCard, and they get paid like normal. So that's what we're up to.
0: Wow. Um, and that is about a succinct uh Explanation of a very complicated process, as I've heard in a long time. But, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, let's, let's go back to the very beginning. I like always to start. How did you come up with this idea?
3: So we came up with this idea because, um, well, I'm a big fan of the, you know, as a consumer, I like a good deal, right? Most of us do. So I was a big fan of the deal of the day things when they came out. But I noticed that some of the merchants, when I was buying them, I would go and get my deal, and the merchant would be out of business, and that's because the economics of those deals are just not really great for a lot of the merchants. So a couple of my co-founders and I put our heads together and say, what can we do that would be really good for these small businesses? that would drive traffic into their store at a full price and help them compete with the kind of onslaught of, um, of, of Internet-based businesses and big-box stores. So 5 these side really need the world is moving to the local. Consumers buy things on their cell phones. Um, on the go, and we want to provide them that channel. So we came up, so we know that they have no time. They're extremely busy, and they, you know, some of them have technology, some of them don't, but we didn't want to put a big technology burden on them, and they didn't want to have to discount. So that's when we came up with this idea. It started out as micro-gifts which is, you know, I just want to be able to send my my friend a cup of coffee to say thanks for picking my kids up at school or my niece an ice cream cone like in the other example. Um, And we just wanted to create something really simple that people could basically shop on their phones but frequent the small businesses that we know and love that are kind of the backbones of our local community.
0: Well, okay, so, you these gifts are usually uh under $20 if I recall correctly. And uh uh but let's break it down. Uh let, that ice cream that you uh sent to you, to your niece. Um, uh, a $10 item. How much does the merchant make and how much uh, is there any other charge but let's say the $10 if that was the retail price. Is there additional charge?
3: Good question. Um, how, that gets to, you're kind of also maybe getting at how does how does Yifty make money? How do we stay alive? And the answer is when, the con- when I buy an ice cream cone for my niece, I pay an extra dollar convenience fee on that. So we kind of think of it as not that different than, you know, what you would pay to send a greeting card. Shoot, a stamp now is, uh, what, 48 cents. So... Um, Yifty charges a dollar convenience fee on whatever gift that is sent and um the con- the recipient pays nothing and the merchant pays nothing. So if she goes in and buys a a a three dollar ice cream cone or if she buys two or three three dollar ice cream cones with her ten dollar yifty, um the merchant's gonna get all the money on that card. If she, okay. there's change if there's change left on the card the change goes back to the giver um so that nothing is wasted with the giftie
0: so the the merchant would pay would give the the uh, the buyer let's say it was 97 cents 3 cents in coin
3: correct No it would go no no the the merchant rings up the ice cream cone for whatever it costs full price Mm-hmm. gets paid the full price by mastercard if there's any money left remaining on the card it goes back to the giver's the account so it's as if the giver were there with it's as if i was there with my niece buying her an ice cream cone and i keep the change
0: well well you have a powerful uh uh partner in mastercard how did you manage to do that
3: um, yes, we do, and we're very grateful they've been a fantastic partner for us. Um, we work through our um, local banking relationships with Silicon Valley Bank out here in uh, in the Wild West, and they introduced us to the folks at MasterCard and MasterCard is very interested in these new technologies and continuing to evolve to new payment processes. New ways to make life easier for their um, their clients and their consumers, and they have been really supportive of us uh, delivering this new technology.
0: But uh, you're delivering it to a smartphone, correct? Right. Uh, That's right. Uh, so, uh, what if a merchant doesn't have the ability to read a smartphone?
3: So all the merchant has to do is they have to be able to take a MasterCard. So okay. obviously there's an image of a, of a credit card on your phone, but they just need to key in that 16-digit code and the expiration date, and they get paid. So there's no special readers or anything that they have to have on their end.
0: Um, uh, let, let's stay with that for, for uh, uh, one mi- minute. Uh, it's interesting Uh We've been taking surveys of small business, trying to, to determine uh, how they felt about taking um, uh, uh, the swipe or the uh, 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 the smartphone. And a, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of merchants are uh, very um, afraid of it. Have you run into that?
3: Well. Not so much, because basically reading a Yifty is like taking a telephone order. So if the merchant can take an order from a customer calling in and ordering, you know, dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they are Yifty-enabled. So there's no, there's really nothing fancy about it.
0: Okay. Now tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come to this uh, what I think is a nifty, nifty idea.
3: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, um, I'm a mom. I have two teenage kids, um, and I've also been an entrepreneur pretty much all my life. Um, depending on you, how you count it, this is my third or my 19th startup. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and I just love building things. Um, and what's really special about this Company is that I uh, co-founded it with. Um, there are three other co-founders in the company, and um, you know, to, uh, some of us have known each other for a long, long time. And you know, being able to kind of build your dream company in something that's good for the businesses, good for the consumers, and you know, and provides a valuable service with your friends is. Kind of a dream, right? A dream come true. So, uh,
0: my standard question: If you had advice for for someone starting out, what would it be? One single piece of advice.
3: Yeah, um, I heard you know some of the earlier your earlier guests talk about perseverance. That's certainly part of it. But someone gave me some really wise advice once, which I tried to live by. And what she said was, um, make it fun, Donna, make it fun. And I think there's a lot to that because it's exciting what we're doing. It's exciting building a company, um, but it's also a roller coaster. You know, it has many challenges, and there are good days and there are bad days, but you got to take time out to enjoy each other's company and and have fun while you're doing it, and that's kind of what, the saying that's what helps me with the perseverance part, you know, is those good times and the relationships that I have with my team. So that would be it. It would be because it's really easy as a as an entrepreneur to get bogged down in the business and always be thinking I have to work, I have to work, I have to work. And um, I just find the words of wisdom that make it fun is what keeps you going through those tough times.
0: Uh your website again?
3: The website is com. It's Y as in uh yes, I, F as in Frank, T as in Tom, E dot com. And there's also an app both on the iTunes app store and on the Android app store. Google
0: right. Play. We lo- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
3: Yeah, so um, so there's pretty much an app for anything,
0: and and then the, the website as well. Okay, uh, we had our guest on, uh, our other guest on, and uh, she dropped off again. Oh. So <laughs> so Don, Donna, okay. you have another two or three minutes. So let's talk. Okay. Uh, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about where. Um, Um, uh, where do you expect to go with this project? Oh, that's
3: a question. We we think this is an absolutely huge opportunity to help, to basically be a free mobile channel for any small business. So to allow businesses to connect with their customers um, when their customers may or may not be in the store. So Um, I think what's really, really important is that consumers today want to live life on the go. They want to be able to remember somebody, think of somebody, send something nice while they are standing in line at the grocery store or watching their kids' soccer games. And what we're enabling is for any merchant to sell their products to that mom on the sidelines of the soccer game who remembers that it's her niece's birthday in Boston. So um, we think there's a, a huge need for that, and we're really excited about the opportunity to work with, to bring that mobile channel to small businesses. Well, that's
0: a, that's certainly a ver- very ambitious uh, uh, agenda. Uh, what's your exit strategy? Do you have any?
3: Well, so um, a wise person once told me that, uh, you never I, I don't build a business to exit. I build a business to build a really a large and successful business, so that is my plan um you know we think that this is a a huge opportunity and that's that's what so we're in it to potentially go public and um serve companies worldwide We think this is a global marketplace. And we're starting here in the U.S., but our intent
0: is to be able to send gifty gifts all over the world. Well, uh, uh, Donna, you have to come back um, and and talk again in in a few months. We we finally have our other guest on board, and you've been (laughs) an extremely interesting. uh, I wanted you to be the end of the program, but you're the middle of the program, and I thank you for uh, coming on tonight.
3: Hey it's my pleasure Don. I would love to come back just say the word thanks now for you,
0: having me oh we we will definitely do that now, now hopefully we we have leah green do we
4: hi yes, we do hi
0: don how, how you doing you I'm know doing you, well. sometimes would guess uh as uh, uh um uh, we we have problems, but we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, did, did I pronounce your name correctly?
4: Perfectly, thank you.
0: Okay, you're with PGI. What is PGI?
4: Yes. PGI um, is uh, Premier Global. Um, we sell uh, video and web conferencing services.
0: Okay, and and what do you do with them? <laughs>
4: Um, We we do a lot of things. Um, no, no. So what do you we, do? What do oh, you do well, with them? <laughs> um, well, I use them regularly to to connect with my coworkers and to clients and other businesses to basically collaborate and share ideas.
0: Okay. And how did you how did you come to this uh, position? A little bit of your background. We always like to start because uh, uh it's always <laughs> fascinating. So you thought you were going to talk about your product, but we got to start with you. <laughs>
4: um, well, before PGI, um, in a former life, I uh, spent about ten years in advertising, and then prior to that, I taught um, English literature and uh, technical writing at Texas a University.
0: Oh, and you decided to leave the groves of academia for the gro- for <laughs> the toils of business, huh?
4: Oh, that's right. I got tired of eating ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well hope, uh, hopefully uh, it's been an enjoyable career. Now, Absolutely. Uh, um, we're here because uh, your PR representative said um, uh, we should be talking about work and about work-life. <laughs> and I'm going to turn the platform over to you.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me, Dawn. Um, truly, uh, work-life balance is, is such an important topic and, and one I'd love to discuss. Um, and so uh, when you combine it with telecommuting, uh, which is a, a practice I both uh, walk and talk, um, well, I think we're in business. <laughs> um, so there are, I think, many ways to understand what makes a, a productive worker and telecommuting uh, really allows employees to make a choice about what being productive and and creating value. So telecommuting improves uh, work-life balance by bringing uh, freedom into our lives and the freedom to take back time by avoiding the daily commute and to spend more time with our families or working or hopefully not too much work. And or pursuing creative outlets, or even starting a new business.
0: Well, so, um, go ahead.
4: No, no. But when when work and life are out of balance, you know, employees can feel fatigue and a loss of creativity and productivity, and, and definitely frustration that they're losing time with friends and, and loved ones.
3: But
0: yet, the the president of Yahoo is um, mm-hmm. uh, has just. Um, Said that she's eliminating um, uh, telecommuting.
4: That's right. That's right. But
0: well,
4: um, you know, what? go ahead.
0: No. What, what What do you think about that?
4: Well, I think um, you know, as smartphones and and other mobile devices is, have rooted themselves in our lives, you know, we are we are tethered to work, and and you can look at this without judgment. But I I think it's undeniable that. Um, it's become almost impossible to to separate work life from home life in in the way that that generations has kind of before us lived. Um, you know, now there's this this kind of experience of of what I see and read uh, analysts calling as of uh, I guess life slicing. You know, where multitasking kind of goes beyond the task into actual sort of professional parts and, and more personal parts of our lives kind of occurring back and forth work in a more fluid manner throughout the day. And so we check our work email after hours and we shop online and, and run our sort of virtual errands while we're at work and it all kind of flows together because everything's at our fingertips. And
3: collaboration
4: um you know with all due respect to uh Yahoo and their choices collaboration is is entirely possible um virtually, and um the implications for work life balance are huge uh I've telecommuted for for several years and um i I'm much more creative in my work but but I take fewer vacations um and I would say that uh, part of is my my telecommuting practice and and i I just love my work and that 's a a very important part of my life um, but telecommuting helps me helps me tap into my my creative cycles throughout the day and I can understand those rhythms of of productivity and um, efficiency better you know i I can better understand myself and i'm more available to my my coworkers in terms of my mental contributions and my value as a as a team member uh when I understand those sort of optimal productivity
2: cycles
0: well uh i i we are a total virtual organization as- as well um uh, we work in uh, palisades park we have the bo- mm-hmm. our box and uh in, on Long Island, our webmaster mm-hmm. in Connecticut, uh, and our editorial staff all over the country. Um, okay. But, um, you know, there are times when I kind of mi- uh, miss the, uh, uh, the give and take of an office. Every once in a while yeah. I think about moving into an office, and then uh, when I realize the overhead cost, et cetera. But what does PGI Absolutely. do? What does PGI well, that- do?
4: That's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um so
3: Well, that's
4: PGI, why you're here. <laughs> well so so CGI um one of our our tools is is um named iMeet and it's a a virtual meeting tool that uh, allows me to integrate seamlessly with my team in Atlanta. So I'm actually located in Austin, Texas as a remote worker and we can see each other on HD video um the audio quality is amazing and we can share files we can share a screen and essentially stay connected and do pretty much whatever we need to do to do to collaborate and get work done and and also there's a, a a really cool kind of democratic aspect to the video that everyone in the iMeet room gets their own sort of cube and it's a it's a minor detail um in a way but when you have 10 or 15 people in an iMeet room it helps um to have the visuals kind of standardized um, uh, plus, when when the people are talking, you know their their i cube uh, glows green, so um, you're immediately signaled. Um, so you know who's talking and when, and it allows for a more effective meeting, so that people aren't interrupting or kind of talking over each other like uh, uh, most online meeting products. Um, So I actually think um, it's a a pretty vital aspect to being a a remote worker um, to your tools and to your mindset, and, and, you know, it allows aspects within your control.
0: Well, but how does it work? I mean, I'm a small business. How many people uh, can be on at one time?
3: Um,
4: So... uh, iMeet is all cloud-based. It's all within the cloud. So you just log on to your personal iMeet room, um, and it's browser-based, and um, anyone can be invited. And uh, you just – so my iMeet room, is iMeet.com, and then um, your personalized um, suffix to that. So – it can be your name or whatever your small business is named um, after that. And um, you just log in and you invite people through uh, just an email invitation or they can dial in and it, or it can be one click to join and uh you know people come in and they can um be completely on video. You can have up to fifteen people in the room and uh it's h d video or if you don't want to be on video, you can have um a personal uh like a photo- an avatar on there if if you aren't comfortable being on video as well and um you can it's it's pretty easy you know, just one click to join or if um, you don't, uh, you know, we have fully integrated apps that you can use um, from your smartphone or your iPad. It's uh, pretty easy. Um, you can, um, it, the fully integrated mobile apps allow you to access it from anywhere.
0: Well, um, my, my thing is that someone will be on vacation with the wrong wife. <coughs> and, and <laughs> Uh, into one of those uh, conferences, and somebody sees it uh, well, I've um well up to fifteen people how much does it cost
4: well um it depends how many um, minutes you would like and um you know so it's uh it can be completely you know how much you how many minutes you would like to buy, and so it depends uh how what your needs are.
0: Well, let's say uh, 500 minutes. How much would that be approximately? That would be... A- on, uh, go
2: ahead. No, that would be
0: about 60 bucks a
2: month.
0: 500 minutes. But that would be mm-hmm. each person. So like each person with five minutes. But uh, So we're not talking about... 500. Of, mm-hmm. Right.
2: No, 500 no. Yeah. But,
0: but it was a total. But each person would take up mm-hmm. a minute. So that if you had five people... For say uh, twenty minutes, that would be a hundred minutes. Am I, did I get that right?
4: Well, and certainly, if you call in, through, you know, using VoIP, um, there would be different costs
3: associated right. there.
0: No, no, we just want an approximation. Um, <laughs> I, I just try to uh, in these um, in these uh, uh, calls try to uh, get some ballpark figures. Everything is uh, <laughs> uh, specific. Um, exactly. Uh, uh let's just go go back. Um uh, what's your website?
4: Well you can go to pgi.com and look under products and certainly um iMeet if you have sort of uh if you're meeting with smaller collaborative groups, it's a great product there. And if you find that you have uh, larger groups, um I would encourage you to look at Global Meet um that is at a lower price point if you're not looking to spend um you know the amount of money that uh I need costs i definitely recommend you check out global meat which is a web conferencing product and it allows for a significantly larger number of people to attend
0: well um we have just a couple of minutes let's <laughs> let's go let's go back and talk about workation do you sure. think do you think uh, more and more people are doing that working on oh, their yeah. vacation?
4: Absolutely. So, you know, smartphones and other mobile devices have pretty much rooted themselves in our lives and and you can look it's pretty much possible to separate our work life from our home life. Um the implications for work life balance are huge. Um, And I would say personally, um, workations are an outgrowth of this type of connectivity and we're a highly mobile society. Um, On a daily basis, I'm personally not a fan of being on call 24-7 as a knowledge worker. I think it's uh, best to set a prescribed time to turn off your phone and leave it off. And quit staring at screens of all sizes, but I think work-cations can be a tremendous breather and part of the bigger picture if your resources or your team are constrained um, or if you need to take a couple of days off. But I think most studies show that if you just take two or three days off, um, you're not getting the same um, stress reduction benefits uh, compared to vacations that last one or two weeks. So... um, I think if you want to enjoy a successful workation, you should try doing a couple of things like um, canceling as many meetings as you can during those days and the meetings that you have to keep using something like a, a virtual meeting tool like iMeet um, um, so that you can meet from anywhere using your smartphone or your iPad And then plan, you know, as much fun as you can for your family and only work during a prescribed time. Um, So if you're enjoying, like, a staycation, um, definitely be a tourist in your hometown and experience, you know, new restaurants and museums and things that are kind of out of your routine. And if you're out of... Use the uh, hotel's business center facilities or make sure that you've got a good Wi-Fi connection. Um, So definitely be available. Use your cell phone. Put it on vibrate. Um, Change your settings so that your emails arrive periodically rather than that constant stream throughout the day. Um, And then I would say also set your out-of-office email reminder, but also within the the text of it, let people know that you're available uh, for contact, but that there would be a delay in response. So just some simple things you can do there. And I would say so you know, like I actually just took a workation, um a two-day workation a couple of weeks ago and um a, a, you know a few people kind of teased me about periodically checking in with email and they were actually um very encouraging about me taking the time off. So I think when, people, when you let people know your intent and your boundaries, they're they're very respectful. And I actually had a, a great experience getting a ton of work done on our house remodel, which for for us is a, a pretty unending project anyway, so it was great to make some headway there. And because I usually have about five or six meet, hours of meetings in, in any given workday, letting go of that for a couple of days as well as sort of the daily barrage of emails was a significant stress relief and now I feel more creative and energized and the chances of you know me moving into my my new bedroom sometime this century have <laughs> actually improved. And,
0: let, let me <laughs> uh, let me interrupt you there. Uh mm-hmm. you've given a very good one. I'll just say to you one thing. Last year was the first year that I went on a seven-day vacation and didn't look at my computer once. But that that was just me. Didn't do it this year. Uh, Again, uh, uh, tell our listeners about your website, uh, Um,
4: www.pgi.com. And I would say that's a great point, that there is a downside to workations, and I think it's when, um, to your point, Don, it's when you don't take an actual vacation now and then, when you do not breathe deep and take the true couple of weeks off, when you think that you're indispensable and don't
3: trust your team.
0: Well, that's, uh, uh, that's a topic for another day. Because uh, it is an important one. As a matter of fact, we're doing an article on it right now. Uh, we That's thank great. you again for coming tonight. Uh, sorry for the technical, but we got you on, and uh, we're counting down to the last second. So thank you again, and have, thank a, good you, Don. Case.
4: have a good work Have a good Thank case. you,
0: Don. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, this, is, um, this is the end of our program. We we hope you've enjoyed it. I promise you next week uh, an even more interesting uh, one because we have some um, uh, very unusual guests coming. This is Don Mazzella, and this is Small Business Digest Radio um, on blogtalkradio.com. Thank you, and good night.